Hey, hey, hey. What's up, guys? This is Dina, Dina Shackleton, and you have just tuned into Eternal Well of Life podcast. Yes, it's my first video. My first video. So I have the podcast, but I've never um, brought together the video as well as the audio. Um, am I saying that correctly? So I'm now doing vlogging as well. So basically what you're seeing is also going to be on my podcast on Apple and Amazon and Spotify and all of that. So this is my first time doing this. So bear with me if this is not perfect. I'm learning as I go along. So work with me. But welcome, 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 welcome. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk to you where you can see me. I wish I could see you, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, Eternal Well of Life Center is a virtual practice where I am a health and wellness coach um, and I am one of the disciples of the Lord, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Yeshua HaMessiah. Just want to kind of make that clear. <laughs> um, but no, all, all aside, I, this is a, this, this has been a long time coming. Um, I'm literally doing um, what I was supposed to do a long time ago. Um, the Holy Spirit has been prompting me to do this for quite some time. And I took my time and just kind of broke in, um, by doing what I, doing some podcast not podcasting, I'm sorry, by doing Instagram remixes and things of that nature, putting out inspirational content. But truth be told, what I was supposed to be doing is what I'm doing right now. And so I am welcoming you and, and I thank you for stopping through. But more importantly, I want to dive right in about our topic for the day. So today I wanted to talk to you. I have my computer here. So if you see me looking up, I'm over here looking at the laptop. <laughs> but today I wanted to talk to you all about the power of our words. Um, too often I think we don't understand how powerful words are, how, how it shapes you, how the fact that you exist and everything that you do is is because of powerful words. It's because of something you heard. It's because of something that was said to you. It's because of things that you're saying to yourself. And words are are something that we take for granted. And you change the world by changing your words. The Bible says, um, let's see, right here, I have it all. In Proverbs 13, three, whoever guards their their mouth preserves their life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin it. So your words can either build up or break down. Words are powerful. And God created this world by using his words. And see, even now in science, it's been known that the things that you think and say literally vibrates into the world and what you can't see is that there's a conjuring that takes place to come in and help guide you in the direction of what you believe and what you're saying with your mouth we were able to win um in 2008 an election because of powerful words by barack obama 
his powerful words, it injected something in many people that caused them to want to vote. We, we have seen so much change in, in dismantling that has taken place in politics, um, in, in the court of law. <laughs> someone's testimony can be the, the, the determination of someone's livelihood, whether they go to prison or not. And so today I want to talk about what is it that you want to use your words to do for you and for the world that you live in. Because as much as we'd like to believe that, um, you know, everyone should focus on their own issues, everyone should focus on their own problems, you have your own problems of your own, we all contribute to this planet, to this earth in one way, shape, or another. You're not just here occupying breathing space. I promise you, you're not. Every day you wake up and you take a breath, You've been afforded a gift, a gift. Someone is laying somewhere and cannot speak. How about that? That's a little scary. Someone literally does not have the larynx ability to make a sound. Proverbs 10:20. the words of a good person are like pure silver, but an evil person's thoughts are worth very little. A person's words can develop and shape our world. And so think about how many times as we're getting older, um, someone can say something to you and it triggers an emotion that causes you to show up in a way that you probably wouldn't show up if you were conscious of it. And it's and it, and it probably derives from a place that was done to you. I mean, not a place that was done to you, to something that happened to you. And as a result of what happened to you, it caused you to subconsciously show up back in that moment when whoever was speaking to you triggered you. It happens to the best of us. For instance, I'll give you an example. You could be out with a friend and you guys are going shopping. And let's say as you're shopping, um, you guys go to Bloomingdale's, I don't know, Saks. You're in Saks and you're looking through the rack and you see some purse or you see some item that costs about $2,000. And your friend who's with you said, says to you, hey, hold on, don't buy that. Actually, I saw that same item down at Nordstrom for about 540. Instead of you paying that, excuse me, two grand, why don't you pick this up at Nordstrom and save some money? Now, your friend's intentions are purely to help you save money. But there's this part of our brain called the amygdala. It's, it's no respecter of persons. When you go through certain traumas, it just records what takes place. And it's there to remind you of this trauma so that you can do something about it. But it's not there to judge on whether or not you can or whether or not um, it's right or wrong. Now, what your friend don't know is that when you were growing up, you had a stepmother 
and you lived with your father. And let's say this stepmother um, and your father had three other kids. Now you're the only one who don't belong to both of them. And since you were, since you were younger, they always give you hand-me-downs. They always shop for you at, um, you know, like Goodwill or some somewhere like that. Always making you feel less than. But the other kids, they got to shop at Macy's and Nordstrom's and, and Marshall's and all those other stores. But you never really, you never got to. She always bought things secondhand for you. And so now you've gotten through it. You're successful. Here you are. You're shopping. You're with a good friend of yours. And she makes this comment. And it triggers something. And in that moment, you go back to the place of hurt, of words that were spoken to you as a child about who you were, behaviors. And so you say to your friend, what are you trying to say? You're trying to say, I can't afford this? Who, you think, who do you think you are? How dare you? And your friend's like, no, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm just trying to save you some money because it's better to purchase this over here. And, 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 and you go completely ham on your friend because you don't understand why she's, she's, she's proposing this as if to make you feel less than. And you, and you go into this tangent saying, what do you think? You're better than me. Um, you think you're the only one who can afford expensive things? Who told you I wanted a discount? Why, 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 what made you think I didn't want the, the original? And you go into this whole tangent and it causes a strife between you and your good friend who is just trying to show you something different to save money because she likes to save money. She assumes maybe you do. All of that because words were spoken when you were young and it was stuck in your mind. It was stuck in your mind in such a way that even though it's been a decade, here you are an adult, it's still there to haunt you. That's how powerful words are. And so, you know, I want to talk about what it is that you're saying to yourself. Because you know, whatever you believe is your truth. Doesn't mean it's the truth, but it's your truth. If you don't think you could be successful in a certain area, it's the truth. That's your truth. And whatever you believe you will be. In Proverbs eleven seventeen, it says, your own soul is nourished when you are kind. Can you imagine that? Your own soul is nourished when you are kind. And that includes being kind to yourself. It says, but you destroy yourself when you are cruel. Think about that. Proverbs eleven seventeen. Your own soul, which means what dwells within you. Because this, 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 this is clothes. You do realize that. This is, this is just clothes. So if you, if you could unzip yourself and hang your body up somewhere, that soul that lives inside this body, it gets nourished when you're kind. 
but it but you can destroy yourself when you're cruel. It's kind of sobering, I think. So imagine being kind to yourself. I remember I was in a counseling session a few many years back, and um, is when I was going through my own deep trauma detox, if you will. And this pastor said to me, "In what style do you love yourself?" And I thought, "In what style?" What do you mean? How do you love yourself? I said, I mean, I take care of myself. I eat well, etc. She's like, no, 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 no. Now, what do you do to maintain and take care of your physical body? I'm talking about what do you do to love yourself? That soul inside of you. And I had to pause and think like, holy smokes. I never thought about that before. What do I do? She said, what do you do when you fall short? When, you, when you're not performing in your best self, what is it that you do? And I thought, I don't know. What do I do? And as I thought about it, you know what I realized, guys? I realized that I love myself with tough love. And um, that's not the style in which my soul needed. I needed kind and patient love. I needed words of af affirmation for myself. Because if I failed in something, I'd be out for the count, no joke, for about three weeks. Just loathing in my anger towards myself, telling myself how, why am I even trying to do this? I'm probably never gonna be able to. Like if I failed in, at something, I would completely talk myself out of doing it. It was fear of failure. And that stems from a lot of my own childhood tra trauma. Um, we'll get into that another time though. But, you know, it's, it, it was so, it was such an awakening for me, for her to say that to me. I couldn't, I, I never thought of it. And so, in what style do you love yourself? The Bible says that love is patient. Love is kind. It is not boastful. It doesn't keep record of wrong. It doesn't envy to be mean and to, to wrong people, to do wrong to people. What is your love language? What is it? You can't, you can't be anything more than what you believe. So you need to change your words. Your words are powerful. You have the ability with your words to build someone up, to change the trajectory of your own life, of your mindset, of your children's mindset. Because what we think and what we say creates what we do. It works together. Your thoughts become words. Your words become action. And so it's imperative that you take time to talk to yourself in a kind and loving manner. If you fall short, it's okay. It's not failure. It's redirection. And redirection is good because that means there's another direction to take. You dig? 
Okay. Okay, so it's important that um, that we understand that God gave us the ability to speak because he knew our words could create. The word says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So that means that your words will give you faith in yourself as well. It's, it's, it's so imperative. So take the time to do that. I want to read a couple of scriptures to you in support of how powerful words are. In Colossians 4, 6, it says, Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And what that means is something that's seasoned with salt gives flavor, right? It's, it gives flavor. Give yourself grace. And think about what you're going to say before you say it. See, God gives us a lot of grace. No matter what we do, we go back into that word. He's speaking to us. Always trying to lift us up. Now, um... Now, I'm sure you've all heard um, Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So whether or not you get to have life or whether or not you get to have death, it all starts with your mouth and what you say with your mouth. I remember I was probably, I was in my, I think, like late teenage Back then, honey, listen, let me tell you something. Back then, you come, you pop off with me. Oh, I was gonna read you your rights, okay? I was going to read you your rights. I was witty with my mouth. It was like, and I took pride in it because I knew how to do it well, well, until I hurt somebody that I love. You know, I had a really close friend of mine and I said some mean things to her because she said mean things to me. But what I said to her trumped what she said to me maybe 10 times over. It was it was much. And um, I was so inundated in my ego about saying about trumping her and, 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 and be one up in her, if you will. But it was more like 10 up in her. And I didn't I didn't realize how much I crushed her. And I used her weakness against her. It was horrible. And that was the first time I was put in a situation where I really had to look myself in the mirror. And I felt horrible. I felt like a horrible person. And I knew that wasn't me. I just, it, it was just, it was just a way that I protected myself. Something that I learned from past experiences. And I apologized to her. Now, she didn't speak to me for a few months, but when we finally got connected again and I apologized to her, it's like it's like the, the sincerity of my apology 
melted the anger and the bitterness and the pride and the resentment that was there before. And we became closer friends than ever. But it taught me a lesson. It taught me that my words were powerful. It really did. It taught me that my words were powerful. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life, you know? So it's important. You know that, um, sorry, I don't know, some little gnat or something just flew by me. But yeah, it's 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 super important that we take the time to evaluate our words. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've had people come to me and say, you know, I heard you say this and it just changed my life. Or, you know, thank you for seeing me in this way. I never saw myself that way. Just by using my words and choosing to move in a place of positivity with my words. Sorry hurting me behind my ears a little <laughs> but it, it's it's so important that we take the time to build people up to build ourselves up to make every to infect people everywhere we go with 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 positivity and we have the capability of doing that so why don't we do it what do we think is going to happen if we show kindness and let me tell you something also before showing it to others, let's practice doing it to ourselves. Keeping our words to ourselves, following through. Taking time to pray. That's power too. Praying is power. Communicating with God. The same way you, you depend on your Wi-Fi, praying is the ultimate Wi-Fi connection. It's important. And I just I just watch. I do a lot of watching and, and observing. And I see and hear so many people just using their words so ever lightly and just not understanding the power that they have in their hands. It's like having a torpedo in your hand that you can use for war and you show up at the war, you show up at the war with just some boxing gloves. What you gonna do with boxing gloves when you got a whole army of people with guns and and ammunition ready to just blast you away and you show up with just your just your boxing gloves. So I wanna urge you today take the time and evaluate what is it that you're saying to yourself? What, what is it that you believe about yourself? Take the time to do that. Practice saying positive things to yourself. Anytime you use the word I am, you are solidifying a message within your soul. And now your brain has to agree with the messaging and so that you can move in a fashion that will line up with what you say until you believe it. For the longest, I didn't I I, I didn't find myself beautiful or anything in that. And I thought I was okay, you know, like I cleaned up okay. 
And when I found out I was having a daughter back in 2006, I have two kids, a son and a daughter. My son's 19, my daughter's 16. And when I thought I was going to have, a, when, I, when I was told that I would potentially have a daughter, I knew that I wanted her to, to accept herself. And I knew enough about psychology and had studied it enough to know that kids do what they see and not what you say as much. They do what you say, but not as much as what they see. And I knew that if I didn't accept my natural self, all of me, how was my daughter gonna do that for herself? So I decided to shave my hair completely off because my hair was a stronghold for me back then. I, I was addicted to weave and wearing all these styles and so forth. And if I did not have a weave, I wouldn't even want to go outside. It was really bad. And I have people to this day, because I was a hair I was a hairstylist. To this day, I still have people who say to me, I can't believe you cut off all your hair, not knowing and realizing Honey, it was not my hair. I was just real good at what I did. <laughs> but I digress. The point that I'm making is I decided to cut my hair off because I knew more than likely my daughter was going to be in good school systems. And usually a lot of the school systems, unfortunately, in the area that, that we lived in was going to be predominantly white. And I did not want her to have a complex about who she was. And there's nothing wrong with being white if you're white <laughs> but there's something wrong with wanting to be white when you're black you know when 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 let me let me back up when you are a, a woman of hue <laughs> of color um and so that's what i did but what i didn't realize although i thought i was doing it for my daughter i realized it was a healing for me because I got so many compliments and I got used to seeing myself. And so I cut my hair off when it was not popular to do so at all. And, and so I, I've been through different journeys with my hair, but now at my age, I just love this. It's so freeing. <laughs> I'm able to like take a shower and be clean from head to toe, you know, I just, I love it. It's just, you know, no head scarf, no monitor or what have you. And I don't know if I'll keep it like this forever, but I love it right now. But the point that I'm making is I decided to tell myself that Dina, you do love yourself. You don't need the weave. You shouldn't feel dependent on, on the weave for you to feel and be beautiful. And once I settled into that, I was able to own my look. Now everywhere I go, they're like, oh, you can wear, you wear that well and so forth. It's neither here nor there for me anymore because I'm solidified in who I am and God and I'm settled with how I am and how I look. And I just do things to make me happy in my look, right? But first it started with a thought and then my words towards myself and then action. And in that action, as I practiced it, practice saying it, to, practice thinking it, saying it, and then acting out, it became mine and I changed. And I'm comfortable. So that's all I really wanted to say today. Is let's take time to understand the power of words. Countries have been built upon words. Coup d'etat 
have happened because of somebody's words. Hitler took, Hitler started the Holocaust with his words. Martin Luther King created a revolution because of words. Malcolm X still impacting people because of his words. Mother Teresa, impactful with their words. The, uh, Mahatma, Mahatma Gandhi, Marcus Garvey, Dick Gregory, Bishop Dale Bronner, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Myers, Sarah Jakes Roberts, Tasha Cobbs. So many people are out here making moves and changing people's lives by using their words. But before they did, they had to first start the thinking, start talking to themselves and believing that what they're saying is true. And so I urge you today to take a moment and trust that God created you with a purpose for purpose. And I know you've heard that before, but I'm saying it again. And understand that you woke up this morning. That means you, you have a responsibility to open the gift of the present. I don't care if you're just laying in bed, you have no arms, no legs. There's this man called Nick Vivajic, I believe it's pronounced. And he was born with no arms and no legs. And he tried to commit suicide when he was 10 years old. But because he had loving parents, luckily for him, they, they kept speaking life into him. Speaking life into him caused him to look at himself differently. He decided to trust God and put his life in God's hands. And as soon as he did that, this man has one of the most beautiful women as his wife. And I'm not just saying that, she's gorgeous. I'll put it in the show notes for you to look him up because let him be your inspiration. Shout out to you, Nick, if you ever run across this video, you are one of my heroes, okay? Please know that. But Nick's wife is gorgeous. Their love story is amazing. They have four beautiful children. Now to see him, you would never think, how? He has no arms, no legs. Well, there's nothing impossible with Christ, especially when you submit yourself to him and you allow the Holy Spirit to be able to use you as the vessel that you are. You're not here just for you. No, 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 no. You're here with a purpose, honey. The world is waiting for you. Just like they were, just like I had to talk to myself about what I had in me. When you've dealt with verbal abuse or physical abuse or abuse of any kind, sometimes it could life can beat you up in such a way that you will not believe who you want to be. You will you will not believe that what you want to be, you can be. Because life can beat you up in such a way that it paralyzes you. And so you settle. It's safer sometimes. To, it, it feels safer to settle. But it's not. Because what, what, is, what is the alternative? What's going to happen if you dare to try? You know? So this guy is an amazing guy. He goes all over the world. He, he's an evangelist. 
He can surf. He, I've seen him kick soccer balls playing soccer. This man is amazing. And if he can do it, so can you. So I want to take a moment and give you an opportunity. If you haven't given your life to Christ, let me tell you something. Come on. Come on and do it. Listen, don't get caught up into this whole, I call it the Pharisee, the Pharisees. <laughs> this whole religious rhetoric of what's going on in the world. I'm talking about just you and God in a relationship. Because you have to know the Lord for yourself first before you start diving into what other people are doing in, in their in their chosen walk. Take a moment. You have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. If you give your life to Christ and you dare to give him an opportunity to change your soul, you start changing your thoughts, you start talking more gracefully, and your life will actually change because your actions will be different. So this is all you have to say. Say, Lord, Lord Jesus, I give my soul to you today. I believe you died on the cross for me. Show me who to be. I want to be part of your kingdom. That's it. I know I'm a sinner and I want to be part of your, your kingdom. That's it. You just got to give your soul to him. And now what you do is you go find your Bible. It doesn't have to be nothing fancy. Simply get you a Bible. Whether it's from a thrift shop, go to a thrift shop. They have a whole bunch of them. You could just look in them, look through them and see something that you can read and understand because there's different versions there are. But you just need to get the information, right? So get a Bible that, that when you read it, you feel like you can understand it. Whether it's Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, Thrift Stop, wherever, get you a good Bible and start reading it. I say start the New Testament first. And sometimes they have Bible plans. You can even go on Google and look up Bible plans, one year Bible plan, and then start reading it in that chronological order. I'll put in the show notes different apps that you can use as well to help along. But do that first. And every single day when you wake up, tell God thank you for another day of opening the gift of the present. See, yesterday's gone. Can't, it can't do anything for you. It's gone. You can't get that back. Even dwelling on the memory of it, if it's not good, it, you can't do nothing with it. You can learn from it and collect your collateral of, of, of education out of it, but it can't really serve you otherwise. But the future... It's not even promised you. All you have is right now in this moment. So if you died today, what happens to your soul? Do you even want to take a chance? I don't. You have nothing to lose, right? Welcome to the family if you did it. I'm so happy you joined us. And let me tell you, your life is never going to be the same again for the better. It doesn't mean that life's going to be perfect, but you're going to have this new resilience you're going to feel this sense of grace that surpasses all understanding. And then when you, when you get ready, 
Shop around. Go visit different churches of preachers that you've heard or in in and see if you can get into a community where people can pour into you. So like church is like a spiritual hospital or you know how when you're in high school there's so many different personalities in high school. You have your quote-unquote nerds, the smart kids, right? You have the jocks, you have the popular girls, you have the art the art crew. You have different people, right? And sometimes you don't get along with everybody and that's okay, but you're all there with one goal and that is to graduate. Well, our graduation is going to, going to heaven and to be with the Lord and to hear him say, great job, my, my, my faithful one. So find you an environment like you would in, in a high school. I don't mean high school literally, but you know, like you would a high school Find some place that fits you. Just like if you had a high school that didn't have the things that you were interested in, you transfer, right? Well, find a good church where you feel like it speaks to your soul. The people there are your vibe. So you can get in a community that can help keep you together. Because in the body of Christ, you're not an island on all unto your own. There is safety in the multitude of counsel, but you gotta find your tribe. And before you even go and do that, just pray and ask the Lord to help you find somewhere to position you with your destiny helpers. I pray this helped you. I hope it helped you. I hope it blessed you. I just wanna take a moment and pray for you before I go. Sovereign Father, I just thank you for this moment right now. I thank you, Lord God, for everyone who is under the sound of my voice. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes and allowing us to have the gift of the present. You gave us breath in our body, reminding us that we are in the likeness and the image of you. Lord, for everyone who decided to give their, their, their lives to you today, to become part of the kingdom, Lord God, I ask that you touch them right now in the name of Jesus. Let the blood of Christ touch them right now. Holy Spirit, have your way. Do the work that only you can do. Thank you for allowing me to be an oracle, just a vessel, a, just, just a, a vessel that you can speak through. And Lord, I just ask that these people find their destiny helpers, align them to start looking for them to in collision for their future right now, in Jesus' name. And so I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us this gift to be able to communicate the, the way that we are communicating. And so I honor you and I love you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Listen, welcome to the family. And if you're looking for someone to hold you accountable, if you feel like you need some encouragement, if you feel like you've been trying to get your life together but you can't seem to get it together, keep having these fogs and these blockages and you're not quite sure, get you a health coach. At Eternal Well of Life Center, we are here to serve you. We want to serve you. We get joy out of it. It's our greatest accomplishment to see each and every one of you become your very best version of yourself. Don't do, don't do this life by yourself. Get you a health coach. And if you're, if you're having issues around your eating habits, we're here to serve you. 
We specialize in helping people how to become their best version of themselves with their health, their mind, their soul, and their spirit. So go to www.eternalwelloflife.com and get yourself a health coach. Listen, it's been, a, it's been a blast. It's been a blast talking to you. It's been a blast interacting with you. And I just pray and hope that you got something powerful out of it. I love you all. I'll be praying for you all. And I will see you next week on The Flippity. Thanks for stopping through. <laughs> Bye.